gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to My Two Cents Podcast. This is episode 120, entitled Shameful. I'm your host, G2. And before I get into today's episode topics, I just want to read you guys off the National Food Days of the Week. Since today is April the 2nd, it is Peanut Butter and Jelly Day. Tomorrow, April the 3rd, it is Chocolate Mousse Day. April 24th, it is International Carrot Day, as well as Chicken Cordon Bleu Day. Uh, April the 5th, Burrito Day, as well as Raisin and Spice Bar Day, and also Caramel Day. April 6th, International Carbonaro Day, as well as Caramel Popcorn Day. Please be careful with the popcorn because you get all those like uh, popcorn kernels and crap stuck in your teeth. I hate popcorn for that specific reason, and that's why I don't eat it. But for people that eat popcorn, especially caramel popcorn or any of that, uh, please be careful with those uh, kernels getting stuck in your teeth. After that, April the 7th, it is Beer Day as well as Coffee Cake Day. So please drink responsibly on that beer day. And to round it off, April the 8th, it is Empanada Day. Now, before I get into a rant about my week, I do want to say I want to wish the people that have been touched with the weather so far this past week and weeks, I want to wish them uh, my condolences and well wishes because as of right now, at the time of this recording, there have been some damages that have come around uh, people that live in the South. In the Midwest, you had uh, tornadoes killing at least five people, injuring dozens or more, trapping people inside their homes and damaging businesses. And you just see all that type of stuff that I saw that on CNN. And uh, I just want to wish those people my condolences. I hope that they're uh, fine and well. And for the people that lost loved ones in said tornadoes, in said uh, weather damaging uh conditions you have someone here that is praying for you and wishing you the best so again i um want to wish those people nothing but my condolences and wishing them nothing but the best as again storms are arising i believe they even said there's supposed to be some storms coming up to the north east as i'm recording this right now so for the people that are out there in the north please be uh i hope that you guys did take precautions because i don't know what type of winds or what type of damaging weather is going to be coming up to you guys or is right now dealing with right now so um please be careful out there now i just want to mention and get one rant off my chest about my week first and foremost how was your week i hope you guys had a great week my week uh this week wasn't that wasn't the greatest but it wasn't the worst and i'll explain to you why um every week i tried to go to the gym at least twice or three times a week when I went to the gym, or at least was about to go to the gym this week, my vehicle um, started to smell like it started to smoke. So I had to pull over into a Walmart parking lot, uh, checked under the hood, and apparently my belt was smoking. But before that, a day before, I had to get my oil changed, even though I just got my oil changed in, what, early February-ish, so it was kind of weird to how I got my oil changed literally like a month later. It was weird to me, but hey, it is what it is. Whenever your vehicle says it needs something, it needs something. Apparently, there's no leak or nothing, but I digress. Uh, Literally, the next day after I got it, 
as I said, my belt started to uh, smoke on me. It started to smell like smoke. And I was uh, real hesitant of me driving that. Didn't want no type of crash or me dying or anything of that nature, of magnitude. So uh, pulled over, had to get it towed and all this type of stuff. This is where you have family around. And this is why I always give props to my family every single week, or at least I try to every single week on this pod. And when I see them, I'm always uh, gracious to be around them. And I'm always so endearing and always so trying to keep family together, if you get my drift here, Um, because family is important. Anyway, getting to the story here. I was able to rely on my family. My younger brother had to come and pick me up. I was able to get dropped off to my uh, parents' crib. And then guess what? After that, I was able to get um, use one of their vehicles for the time being until my vehicle got fixed up. And once it got fixed up, I was drove there by my parent to go get my vehicle. And then I was able to have my vehicle now with me. But um, just sitting in that Walmart parking lot, I was yelling. I was upset because I am a real prideful man. And since I've gotten out of college in December 2022, my vehicle has been uh, messing up on me. It had the battery um, gone off. So I had to get a battery replacement after I just had a battery get replaced in what, June or July. So that kind of pissed me off. The oil had to be changed after just getting it changed. That pissed me off. And now this one, this was the third strike for me. So now I'm thinking, okay, I wonder what my parents think of me. Do I think of me as being incompetent? Do I not know what I'm doing? And whenever I think of that, it pisses me off because I am a competent person. I know what I'm supposed to do. I know when I'm supposed to do something. I know how to do something. If I don't know, I'm able to say it. I was just really, really just upset and just seething. And I had to yell let a big gigantic yell out and I was I was not okay until I talked to them they were calm they were saying hey listen you'll get it towed everything will be fine just use one of my vehicles until you get your thing together it'll be fine and then once I was able to hear that I was able to actually be like you know what there's nothing I could do I started to realize hey this is what you've been talking about all this time your family's always there you always have family backup you always have family support So, again, I wanted to give this time to say thank you to my parents and thank you to my siblings that were around me and able to uh, make the save for me. Not just my younger brother, but my other brother who had to call the actual uh, (laughs) car mechanic because I tried to get in contact with that mechanic like 14 times, couldn't get the call. And then he was actually able to get in touch with the mechanic and get it all set up. So again, family is so important to me. It's literally at the core of my existence. And uh, again, this is the time right now. I want to say thank you to them. I've said that to them personally, but I want to say this on my platform because again, I am family driven. I am a family stylistic man. So thank you to my parents and my Uh, brothers, I really do uh, appreciate you guys. And again, if you guys don't have family members or you guys have family members and you guys are uh, beefing with each other, uh, I just want you guys to be beefing over something that's actually important to you. Don't be beefing over something that is stupid that you guys can easily bypass. Beef over something that's important to you, like really stick to your core, because if it's something that's not important, you guys are not talking to each other or um, just constantly throwing jabs here and there over Stupid stuff that you know could cause a problem. Stop it. Just stop it. It's not. It's not important because you don't know 
when you're going to get into a rut. You don't know when you're going to get into a situation that you're actually going to need family, not friends. You're going to need family, people that you know care for you, that you know love you, that you know will do anything to make sure that you will be okay. Do not, and I repeat this, do not um, take the take that for granted. Do not take any of those situations for granted because I didn't and I don't. Because again, without my family here, I don't know what would have happened, to be honest with you. I probably would have, wouldn't be having my vehicle with me. I wouldn't be able to, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten into a contact with the mechanic. It would have been longer. It wouldn't have, I wouldn't have no vehicle when the time was needed. Whenever my vehicle was in the auto mechanic shop, I'm blundering on and I'm blandering on, but you get my point. Just realize that family is important. Realize that, hey, you need each other, your family for a reason, and just please don't be beefing over anything stupid. That's all I got to say for that. But also, again, thank you to my mother and my father and my siblings for uh, being there in my time of need because they know I would be there for them. But that's neither nor here nor there. I just want to say thank you uh, to them for being there for me. Thank you. Now, moving away from my rant about how my week was, I want to start today off with Donald Trump. He has finally, and I say finally, got indicted. What has he got indicted for? I have no idea, but the Associated Press has some sources, and they say that Trump could be facing at least one felony charge in the New York case. Former President Donald Trump is facing multiple charges of falsifying business records, including at least one felony offense in the indictment handed down by a Manhattan grand jury. Two people familiar with the matter told the Associated Press on Friday. He will be formally arrested and arraigned Tuesday in his hush money case, setting the scene for a historic shocking moment when a former president is forced to stand before a judge to hear criminal charges against him. Now, they still say that the indictment remained sealed and the specific charges were not immediately known, but details were confirmed by people who spoke on condition of anonymy to discuss information that isn't yet public. Now, when Trump turns himself in, he'll be booked mostly like anyone else facing charges, mugshot, fingerprinting, and all, but he isn't expected to be put in handcuffs. He'll have Secret Service protection and will almost certainly be released that exact same day. Now, to give you guys some backstory, when the indictment first came about on, I believe, a Thursday, right? Donald Trump went on his Truth uh, social networking uh, social media app and somebody from his team or him did post something from his official account and it would read as such. These thugs and radical left monsters have just indicted the 45th president of the United States of America and the leading Republican candidate by far for the 2024 nomination for president. This is an attack on our country, the likes of which has never been seen before. It is likewise a continuing attack on our once free and fair elections. The USA is now a third world nation, a nation in serious decline. So sad. Now, you can hear that. And once you hear someone reads that, you're like, oh, my God, this man is obviously tripping. How can he be upset? How can he be saying this is an attack on their country? Blah, blah, blah. This is nothing but just things for someone to say to try to actually get his group of supporters, get his group of people that rally behind every words that he say upset and try to do something. That's what I feel that Donald Trump is trying to do with those people. I want to be the first to tell all those people that feel that they want to do something, don't. Do not be stupid. Do not 
be stupid, you will be going to jail. If you try to do something to that court house or that court system, if you run up in there and try to do what you guys did at the Capitol, don't do it. I think New York, no, 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 I don't need to say I think. No, New York is ready and gunned up and manned up. Those people at the Capitol, they were not suited and booted the way that them people in Times Square, those police officers, they are up and down with straight up just gear. And they're ready for anybody to try something stupid. So don't be one of the ones that run up in there and be shot up because you heard something or read something from Trump's freaking truth uh, social social media page. And also, just think about this. For Trump to say that this is an attack on him and all that type of stuff, just hear me when I say this. The Manhattan uh, District Attorney, their people, they wanted Trump to be arrested on Friday, but Trump's team said no. He will turn himself in on a Tuesday. Trump will be coming in, say his uh, sources are saying that Trump is supposed to be coming in to New York Technically tomorrow, when you hear this, it's a Sunday, but he's supposed to be coming in on a Monday. So he's supposed to be coming in on a Monday and he'll turn himself in on a Tuesday. If the district attorney knows that he's coming in on a Monday, why don't they just grab him then? It makes no sense how people can say, you know what? Instead of you sending the cops to me, how about I go to you guys, but I'll do it on this day. Is that okay with you? Yeah, that's okay with me. I don't see how that is completely acceptable. I don't see it. Like, think about it. They have been trying to get at Trump for everything and anything, and now they finally have something to grab him. And you guys have it. And you guys say, you know what? I want to have you sure turn in on Friday. He says, nah, I'll turn in on Tuesday. And you guys are like, okay, cool. I just don't see how that stuff is okay. But again, he's of a social uh, celebrity status or social economic status than regular people. That's just usually how it goes. Now, I had to look at what an indictment was, and this is what an indictment means. An indictment is a formal accusation that a person has committed a crime. In jurisdictions that use the concept of felonies, the most serious criminal offense is a felony. Jurisdictions that do not use the felonies concept often use that of an indictable offense, an offense that requires an indictment. So basically, you're being charged with something. That's all an indictment is, is the first step to charging somebody with something. That's all an indictment is. You have enough evidence to charge somebody with a crime. It's a formal notice. Um, okay, cool. So that's what an indictment is. So they feel that they have enough evidence to charge Trump with something. That's all that, that we have here. So cool. They have some evidence that Trump has done something. The biggest thing that they keep on mentioning on the news all this time is literally the hush money that he paid to Stormy Daniels with. Okay, cool. They say that was from campaign funds. You guys do realize that campaign people do use their campaign funds. And they use them the way that they're not supposed to use it, right? That type of stuff. We all know that politicians, they do things, wonky things with campaign money. It is what it is. But you guys are trying to get at Trump for this. Okay, cool. Again, I've said it before. It was on a midweek episode uh, number five. You guys can go back to the archives and listen to that one. But I've said it there. You guys will be trying to go after somebody of a higher stature for something. But you don't get them on the thing that you're supposed to get them for. You get them on something of lesser charge. And you're basically going to nail them. And once they get sentenced, they're basically getting sentenced for the thing that you've been trying to get them for. And I said it before in episode five. 
about how mob bosses, they usually don't get caught because of killing someone or uh, drug paraphernalia or narcotics or whatever may have you. They usually get like caught for like uh, tax evasion or uh, not paying their taxes. And then once they get arrested, they usually go away for a long period of time. And that long period of time is because of the things that they were doing, but they never ever were caught for. You know what I mean? So I feel that this is what's going to happen with Trump. Do I think he's going to face any jail time? I don't think they're going to do that with Donald Trump here. I think they're going to have him probably pay something because him going to jail, that would be absolutely insane. What I love to see, yes, because again, I feel, no, no, screw that feeling because I hate when people say, I feel. No, there is straight up proof that we've seen on YouTube, there's proof that we see on television, they play on these news channels of Trump telling the people, hey, go down there to the Capitol, I'll be right with you, and my man was not beside them, he left them out to dry, so Trump kind of incited that, but we can't technically say that, so allegedly he incited it, because again, he has not been found guilty of anything, we only can go by the law, and all that kind of crap, and again, I'm not trying to get sued, so allegedly, he incited this type of riot on the insurrection day, the terrorism day, what I like to call it, but we have evidence there that we see Trump literally telling the people to go there, and ta-da, they went there, and things happened, and we have not gotten Trump on that, so now we get Trump on something else, something else that has not even been out to the public yet, the official charges yet we'll have to wait until like tuesday or probably even monday for them to like open up to see where uh to see what they're going to say to see what type of charges they're at least going to say that trump's being charged with at the time of this recording they have not said anything so as i said we're probably gonna wait until monday or tuesday where they finally like arraign him in and bring him in it's still crazy how he's not even going to be in handcuffs you could put him in handcuffs he's not special Yes, he was the president. Cool. But if the president happens to kill someone on American land and there was no reason to do it, he's going to jail. He at least is going to at least get a mugshot and put in handcuffs. There's no way you're not going to do that to the president if he were to do that on this country land. There's no way. So for Trump not to get any type of handcuffs on him, I find that completely deplorable. But we'll have to wait and see on Tuesday because, again, he's going inside the courthouse. He's going to get fingerprinted, mugshot, cool fire, whatever. I just can't wait for those mugshots to come out. And I want to see if his toupee is going to be on the exact same way or a police officer at least going to tilt it some type of way to make it seem that that toupee is coming off of his head. That mugshot is going to be iconic. People are going to mess with that. People are going to meme it. People are going to uh, cartoonize that freaking mugshot. I just can't wait to see the mugshot personally, like real talk. But We'll have to wait and see what happens about that when the time comes about Tuesday, because you know I'm going to talk about it. If it's worth talking about on the midweek breakdown, if it's not, then you're going to hear me talk about it next uh, Sunday. Now, off to the topic of guns. As you guys know, this week we had the Nashville shooting where three children were killed and also three uh, adults were killed, one a custodian, one a substitute teacher, and the head of the school. Again, my prayers and my thoughts go out to that whole uh, community. My prayers go out to the families that lost loved ones from the Nashville shooting. 
What I have a problem with is this country's fascination with guns. Yes, you see people shoot people with guns in the movies. Yes, cool, fine, whatever. You see people shoot people out here in the streets with the guns. That's adult stuff. Okay, cool, fine. It's not really cool, but it's a natural processing thing. People do what they want. They're adults. Cool, whatever. They have their own mind. However, now we're talking about people getting shot in schools, whether it be elementary school kids or even people that are in middle school or even uh, people are in high school. You're still having schools being shot. This week was literally elementary school kids getting killed. That is disgusting. And you mean to tell me that our lawmakers, our people up there have not came out with a suitable law to reinforce guns that are not needed, a.k.a. the AR and the heavy uh, machinery style military weaponry that's out here. You mean to tell me that there's a reason for regular civilians to own AR-15 or AK-47 or any of those type of weapons? You mean to tell me there's a reason for that? I don't find no reason for that. I don't. And I just want to read you guys something. This is coming from Reuters. Protesters demand action on guns at Tennessee State House. More than a thousand people joined the protest organized by local mothers packing the building's rotunda and forcing highway patrol uh, troopers to clear paths in the crowd for lawmakers to walk through. Demonstrators held aloft play cards reading no more silence and we have to do better while chanting do you even care and no more violence. U.S. school shootings defined as in any incident in which a gun is discharged on school property number 90 so far this year, according to K-12 school shooting database website founded by researcher David Redman. Okay, 303 incidences last year were the most of any year in the database, which began in 1970. Now, continuing on in the article, it would state that Republican lawmakers in Tennessee this week delayed hearings on gun legislation that would expand access to firearms. The state in recent years has made it easier to acquire firearms and done away with the need for permits to carry concealed handguns. And you know the funny thing about that? That's not the only uh, state that is kind of doing away with certain things here with guns. Because another thing from Associated Press here... A permit to buy handgun no longer required in North Carolina. North Carolina residents can now buy a handgun without getting a permit from a local sheriff after the Republican-controlled legislator on Wednesday overrode the Democratic governor's veto a first since 2018. The House voted 71-46 to to enact the bill which eliminates the long-standing permit system requiring sheriffs to perform character evaluations and criminal history checks of pistol applicants. The Senate overrode Governor Roy Cooper's veto in a party-line vote on Tuesday. The permit repeal takes effect immediately. Cooper and Democratic lawmakers warned it allows a greater number of dangerous people to obtain weapons through private sales, which do not require a background check and limits law enforcement's ability to prevent them from committing violent crimes. Those who purchase pistols from a gun store or a federal licensed dealer are still subject to a national background check and concealed weapons permits are still required. Bill supporters say the sheriff screening process for the handguns was no longer necessary in light of significant updates to the national 
background check system. They also argued the permit system wasn't very effective to preventing criminals from obtaining guns. So now you're able to buy a gun without having like the sheriff perform a uh, character evaluation and criminal history check of pistol applicants. Apparently, if you live in North Carolina here, um, I'm not cool with that neither. I rather you get a background check and rather them now start testing your mental health to see if you are even eligible to own a gun. And I mean, have you do multiple tests? I mean, to a test that they just start giving you nonsense to see if you start getting upset and how much you get upset, like do the test barometer of, okay, if I start throwing out this dumb question to them or that dumb question to them, start having you waste their time and start seeing how upset they can get. You have a barometer to say, okay, this person don't need a gun because they get that upset because of this, or they can get upset because of this super reason within 10 minutes or five minutes or however have you, because certain people can get real, real irate and get stupefied and they just want to grab something and do something to somebody so quick. I think some type of test, not just background checks, but some type of test needs to be done to everyone that wants to obtain any type of gun, whether it be a handgun, whether it be still the AK-47 is an AR-style weaponry that's still out here on the market, or even the shotgun. I think people need to be, well, not just tested, but looked into. That's just my personal feeling about it. But, yeah, I don't I don't get the nation's uh, fascination with guns. I don't. As I said, we got movies, we got television shows, we got video games. Yeah, cool, fine, whatever. You might say, oh, my God, I want a gun because it's cool. And I get you saying that if you are a kid, but if you are a teenager or even an adult, you need to look into that. You need to have someone look into the guns. You need to have someone be with you when you actually try to fill out an application to own a gun. You need to have somebody just with you just in general when you're filling out paperwork or trying to get a gun or testing out a gun. You need that because certain people, again, I don't trust a lot of people. I don't trust a lot of people that's out here that's going to be doing a lot of stupid things. Again, we're all humans. People are capable of doing a lot of stupid things, and I worry for people out here, especially since school shootings are becoming more and more normal. As a matter of fact, I want to read you something here as this comes from the news press. As the title would read, Dunbar High School on lockdown after active shooter threat. Students safe. Dunbar High School was on lockdown Thursday morning due to a social media threat of an active shooter, according to Principal Carl Burnside's email to parents. Burnside said the social media meme circulating claiming that there is an active shooter on campus is not true and that students are safe. Around 9 a.m. Thursday morning, the Fort Myers Police Department tweeted about the lockdown and said they were on the scene with a large police presence while they conducted an investigation. At 9.30 a.m., officials tweeted they were investigating the threat that was shared via text message and the school remained in lockdown. The lockdown was lifted around 10 a.m., according to the officials. This investigation remains very active, the Fort Myers police said in a tweet. We take the safety of each of our students and staff very seriously and we continue to investigate to get to the source of this terrible hoax. So now you got people out here just saying that they're going to shoot a school up and it might actually be a hoax. This is still on the back of the Nashville school shooting that happened on Monday, and this happened on a Thursday. You got cruel and crude people out here doing nasty, disgusting things. This was vile. This is disgusting. I worry for people out here that have children in the school system. I worry for people that have teenagers that have 
uh, siblings in the school system because you know what? The teenagers might have to worry about their siblings' uh, school being shot up or even the teenager might have to worry about themselves, their school getting shot up. Or look at it from the flip side of the parent's side. They have to worry about their teenage son or daughter and now their younger child, their school's getting shot up or one or the other. Parents and or siblings that are basically raising their sibling has to worry about these things because it is a it's a part of life now it's a part of natural uh everyday life and i don't want to say natural it shouldn't be a natural thing but it is until some type of law comes in about yo this is the legal age to own a gun this is what we're doing national like uh, this is a national thing around the country no states have any uh say in this this is what we're doing i don't know what's going to come of this I just don't know. I feel that we need to have a legit thing around the country to say, yo, this is what we're doing. We're banning this type of gun. If you have a problem with this, guess what? You lose uh, government funding. You lose some money from the government because that's what the states all care about. They care about money. Everybody cares about money because the money makes the world go around. It doesn't matter what country you're in. Money makes the world go around. So if the government says, hey, yo, we're banning this type of weapon. We're banning the sale of this weapon. Any state that still allows that to happen, they're going to be losing government funding. So that means the states will then have to crack down on all the uh, gun stores and say, hey, yo, you got to get that gun out of here. You got to get that gun out of here. We're only selling this gun because if not, guess what? This store has to get shut down. The states will do that. The states will make that happen. And it hasn't happened yet. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for this country to at least get something right the people that's up there that's supposed to be making the decisions to make it a safer uh future for the next generation up i want them to do something seriously ban assault rifles ban heavy uh artillery ban those type of weapons because they're not needed again i can say you always buy a little uh handgun a millimeter nine millimeter type thing yeah sure fine whatever but like the assault weapons I don't think that needs to happen. I don't think those need to be bought by regular civilians. But until uh, the law makers basically change that, it's going to happen. So again, my prayers go out to the families that lost loved ones, not just in Nashville, uh, but the people that lost loved ones last week, people that last, uh, lost people last month, people that lost people last year and years on from, well, school shootings and shootings just in general. Now on to more gun news, as this comes from USA Today, Michigan mom who pulled gun on man who assaulted her daughter gets probation. The 43-year-old mother of a Michigan sexual assault victim will be on probation for 18 months for brandishing a gun towards a teen who pleaded guilty to assaulting the girl. Police say the woman, who is not named to protect the identity of her daughter, was driving through Coldwater, Michigan, about 120 miles southwest of Detroit, on October 22nd, when she saw a 19-year-old man at a city park, the woman got out of her car, pulled out a purple Glock 9mm pistol, and confronted the man at the park. The 19-year-old was accused in the summer of assaulting the woman's teenage daughter, and the woman called 911 while she was at the park, insisting there was a warrant for the man's arrest. Now, at the time when the woman did call the police, they were still investigating uh, said sexual assault and the completion of the investigation was not done yet, so the cops had no other choice but to arrest the mother and not said sexual abuser. Now, once the woman would get arrested, she will be charged with felonious assault, which was later reduced to a misdemeanor brandishing a weapon in a plea bargain. 
The woman did receive an admonishment from the circuit judge on that case. Uh, the judge would note that there were a number of children in the area of the park. He would say that there's never been a time where I had driven through the park of the city to not see it filled with young people playing soccer. Children at the small pocket park. Do you understand that all it would have taken as an accidental random trigger pull? You could have inadvertently killed some little boy across the street or teenage boy playing soccer. The woman told the circuit judge she was deeply and profoundly sorry for her actions. I have learned a lot. I should have let law enforcement handle the situation. She said it was inappropriate for my emotions to get the best of me. The judge imposed a 90-day jail sentence, but suspended the additional time she would need to serve beyond the initial two days. So she only got two days, basically. The woman also had to forfeit her gun and must not possess a weapon during the probation period. Now, the 19-year-old did enter a guilty plea to fourth-degree criminal sexual conduct, a high court misdemeanor. He will be sentenced April the 17th and is granted probation under the Holmes Youthful Training Act with no upfront jail. So he's not going to be going to jail. That's what that basically means when they say no upfront jail. So he's not going to jail. Um... I don't know what I would do in said situation. I know that you hear the tales about a mother or a father going after someone that abused or was accused of abusing their child. You always hear about those stories. You hear about them and you wonder to yourself, what would you do if you were in said parent's uh, position if you just so happened to see said person that happened to cause your child any type of damage or hurt. As a parent, it's your job to make sure your kid's okay, to make sure your kid's all right. Um, That's your job. You created them, you care for them, you love them, and you just want to see them thrive and survive out here. And whenever they hurt because of someone else, you want to place some type of revenge on them. At least a lot of parents do. Certain parents don't. They go the legal route. They say, well, we're going to get a lawyer and do all this. But certain parents, they rather just handle certain things on their own. And this woman, she decided to handle things on her own. Things could have ended out extremely worse, as the judge said, because the only thing she had to do was shoot the gun, and he could have tried to run. She could have ended up shooting him. She would have went to jail for murder. Um, she could have shot someone else by accident and again, still go to jail for murder, but I premeditated. Um, a lot of things could have went wrong. So I'm glad that nobody did die from this. That's one thing, but I'm not mad at the mom. I'm not, I can't be because as I said before, she was just looking after her daughter and her emotions did get the best of her. Just like our emotions get the best of us in a lot of, uh, situations here. Now, moving away from the mother, I had to look into something. When they mentioned the Holmes Youthful Training Act, I have no idea what that was. So I looked into it and this is what it reads. The Holmes Youthful Training or Trainee Act is a Michigan law that allows specific individuals who have been charged with crimes to have their criminal records sealed. This act is open to individuals between the ages of 17 and 26 when they committed the crime. If you are convicted of a felony or misdemeanor, you may be able to take advantage of this act and have your criminal record sealed. This program allows you to keep a criminal conviction off your record. In the Holmes Youthful Trainee Act, you can avoid major criminal offenses such as certain criminal sexual conduct charges and serious controlled substance offenses. 
okay. So this is basically protecting the youth from uh, any type of things that people will say, this is what people do when they're young and stupid. That's basically what I got from reading that. You know how people might say, oh, they're young and dumb. This is basically this. This whole uh, training act basically protects people that are, well, young adults, going into adults, doing things that are stupid that somebody with a full uh, adult brain would not be doing. And to further my point, it says certain criminal sexual conduct charges and serious controlled substance offenses. So they're avoiding major criminal offenses. Major. When you are an adult, you are going to face the consequences for all your actions in the eyes of the law. If you do something, if you kill someone, you uh, happen to do something towards someone sexually or uh, take a serious drug and then do something dumb, you as an adult are going to be facing the consequences of that. It just seems that from the age of 17 to 26, if you happen to do any of these situations, you're going to be sealed off. You're going to be have your records sealed away. It just seems that way. It just might be for specific individuals or specific cases or handsy type situations, pick and choosy. But this is basically a blanket cover type act here. So to end off this topic here, I just want to reinforce something. Parents, if you are dealing with someone that has been sexually assaulted, if you happen to come by said abuser or accused abuser, please do not do anything stupid. Just wait until law enforcement gets to them and allow law enforcement to do their job. Don't be like this lady and whip out a gun or try to take the law into your own hands because, again, this lady got hit with a slap on the wrist because the judge felt some type of way. And I know he felt some type of way because we're all humans. We all have emotions and we all can feel some type of uh, loyalty or some type of nurture-ness that we feel whenever someone is doing something for their kids. I know that's what this judge was feeling here, but certain people might not get that type of judge that's going to have those type of emotions around said case. You might get a judge that's a stickler who's going to be just sticking to the books. Whatever in the law is the law. That's what we're going by. So again, please be safe. Don't be stupid. Now, off to another article that still deals with guns, but also dealing with stolen uh, possessions. As this comes from Fort Worth Star-Telegram, owner of stolen truck tags it or tracks it with air tag and kills man inside, Texas police say. Before a Texas family truck was stolen from their home, authorities say they tagged it with a GPS tracking device. The family was then able to track the stolen vehicle with the Apple air tag hidden within it. San Antonio police officer Nick Solis said in a news briefing recorded by KSTAT. By tracking the air tag, a man and two family members found the stolen truck in a shopping center parking lot on Wednesday, March 29th, police said. It looks like they tried to confront the suspect who they saw in their vehicle, Solis said. I don't know if any argument happened, but we know that one of the victims of this stolen vehicle gets out of the car, goes around, and attempts to contact the suspect in the truck. As the man was doing so, he said he saw the person in his truck pull out a gun, according to police. He responded by firing his own gun, Salah said. The man in the truck, believed to be in his 30s, was killed. 
The San Antonio Police Department has not publicly said if the man in the truck had a firearm with him during the incident. Police believe the shooter's family did call police when tracking the vehicle, but they did not wait for help to arrive. The truck was reported stolen prior to the shooting. An investigation is ongoing and no arrest has been made as of the news conference. If you are getting your vehicle stolen, I know that it's frustrating, but please do not take matters into your own hands like this, Celeste says. It's never safe to take matters into your own hands, as you can see by this incident. So just going off basically the last topic that I just told you guys about someone taking matters into their own hands. Well, somebody took matters into their own hands because somebody stole their possessions. Now, I don't know how anybody else would feel about this. If somebody were to steal my vehicle or steal anything from me, I want my stuff back. I don't know how this uh, situation came about. Well, we know how it came about. Somebody's vehicle got stolen, but I'm actually talking about the actual confrontation. I would like to know what type of words were said towards the person that was confronted about stealing said vehicle and the person that had their vehicle stolen from them before someone got shot. I would like to know what was actually said because that at least could give some context to how the shooting took place because one wrong word from the person that stole the vehicle can just trip off the person that had their vehicle or possession stole from them because you got to imagine you are tracking down a vehicle that belongs to you because someone else stole it from you and now you're about to confront someone that stole your property and you're not already in the best emotional uh headspace because you're wasting time, you're angry tracking your stuff down, and now you're about to have a talk with someone that took your possessions. And it all depends on how someone comes about you when you come up to them or when you have that conversation. Because if someone is nice to you or have the demeanor of, hey, my bad, I needed it for this or that, and they can explain it to you calmly, you might not be so gung-ho to shoot them or do anything. You might yell at them, spaz out on them, and that'll be it. However, if somebody comes out the side of their neck and starts spazzing out on you, yelling at you because they see you coming and they know that they've done something wrong, so now they are in fight or flight mode and now they're starting to yell at you, saying get away or whatever may have you, you already not in the right frame of mind. You might be just, all right, pop, pop, pop. So I don't know what happened here. Only thing I do know is the person got their truck stolen from them. They had to track it down. And now someone's dead. The person that was accused of stealing said truck here. So as of right now, they said no one has been arrested for this uh, situation. I don't know how someone could be arrested at all personally. Because again, you stole their property. I can see them probably getting like a couple like days in jail a little bit or something like that. This was not premeditated. I'm not going to call it premeditated. I think this is just emotions running wild yet again, just like the mother in the pre previous topic that I just mentioned. But as I said in the previous topic, you can't be uh, stupid. So let this also be a lesson to anyone. One, don't take nobody's stuff. Don't do that because you don't know what might happen if that person comes to find you. You don't know if they're going to be willing to talk to you or they just want to try to take your head off. That's one. Or two. If you're the person that is getting robbed, your vehicle is taken from you, you got two options here. I'm not even going to try to lie to you and, and uh, try to play the PC way with you. You got two options. Either A, you could um, 
file a police report and report your stuff stolen and wait till police get to it. Or you could try to be like these people, get an air tag, follow your vehicle, you see it, you could say, hey, I'm tracking my vehicle. You guys better get here before I do something to these people whenever this vehicle stops. Because you are at least giving them the heads up. Hey, yo, something's going to go down if you guys don't get here. So that at least puts a bigger pressure on the police to get here. Because you are now giving them and telling them you are going to do something if they don't get here quickly. You're at least giving them some notification so they can't act dumbfounded if something does happen. Now, whatever your decision might be, that's all on you. But for legal reasons, I have to at least say those are the two options that you do have. I would say for legal purposes, you will go with the first one. Just call the cops and tell them, hey, this is what's going on. My property stolen, yada, yada, yada. But real people, they aren't going to just call the cops off the top. Yes, you call the cops, but trust me, you're going to want to follow your stuff, especially when you got a tracking device on your uh, product. So Hey, you do what you do. I gave you the solutions to at least what you should do if something like that does happen to you. Uh, do about that what you wish. Now, on to the next topic as this talks about more cocaine. Yes, more cocaine. I talked about cocaine last week with a woman uh, trafficking it, and we're still on cocaine this week. As this comes from NBC affiliate WYFF Channel 4. $600,000 worth of cocaine found in luggage compartment of bus in South Carolina, deputies say. A commercial passenger bus was pulled over in South Carolina and deputies say $600,000 worth of cocaine was found in the luggage compartment. This happened Sunday at about 7.15 a.m. on Highway 52 in Florence County. Deputies say after making contact with the driver, they deployed a narcotic detecting canine to conduct a free air sniff around the outside of the bus. They said the canine alerted to the odor of narcotics coming from a bag in the lower luggage compartment. A search of the bag revealed eight brick-shaped packages constituting of approximately 20.3 pounds of cocaine, according to deputies. Deputies estimate the street value of the cocaine at approximately $600,000. Deputies interviewed bus passengers, but no one claimed ownership of the bag. No arrests were made, but cocaine was seized by deputies. They're still looking into the incident as is ongoing. So this is the second time cocaine has been at least mentioned in South Carolina in, what, two weeks now? This is starting to become a situation that I did not know I was going to pay attention to as much as I am right now because this is really, really uh, fascinating to me. Because I know South Carolina is a retirement state, at least it's one of the retirement states. And you're going to get certain people that want to come down to South Carolina to at least live an easier life instead of doing the hustle and bustle from the bigger uh, states around the country. So I just don't think like cocaine is going to be like the big major industry, at least for drugs down here. I don't think cocaine's the wave or the situation. I don't know what to... uh think of it to be honest with you i know people still do cocaine it's not uh not that oblivious to it it's just that i didn't think cocaine would be the okay we're gonna smuggle it into south carolina or we're gonna have that be a a way that we're gonna go from this state to another state and all that type of stuff i didn't think south carolina was like the one especially now with people getting popped and busted with cocaine it's starting to become stupid and ludicrous again people gotta think smarter you got to be smarter when you do 
things like this when you either you're uh traveling and putting your cocaine somewhere and having someone well be your meal for you you got to be smarter than that again i have no and i mean this and i want people to understand this i am a law-abiding citizen i do nothing of illegal matters i just happen to see people do stupid things and i'm able to observe what they've done and i'm able to see where they messed up that's the reason why i'm able to at least say what i'm able to say and again i just want to make that perfectly plain jane clear because you never ever know who listens to what people listen to you don't ever know who's really listening to you so i really want to make that perfectly clear here i am a law-abiding citizen so with that clearly out of the way whoever is doing the transportating of cocaine around south carolina you got to be smarter you can't be stupid like this the way you guys are being dumb i'm just gonna be blatantly clear quit being stupid don't comb through south carolina south carolina is a hotbed right now with that as i said last week a woman got busted with cocaine this week somebody got busted or at least six hundred thousand dollars worth of cocaine got popped this week there's probably more busts that probably happened that didn't well hit my radar so south carolina is hot right now the block is hot do not transfer your cocaine throughout south carolina do not do it find a different place that's just me from just being a bystander and an observer i'm able to tell you that the block is hot in south carolina do not go through south carolina if you are transporting any type of narcotics find a different way find a different uh passageway find a different state to go through that's all i'm gonna tell you on that that's it now off to the next topic business insider this is another dodo here as the article will state a florida principal resigned after writing a one hundred thousand dollar check of the school's money to a scammer impersonating to be elon musk jane mcgee says she believed musk would invest millions into burns science tech in exchange for one hundred thousand dollars up front now, a charter school principal in Florida has resigned after sending a check for $100,000 of the school's money to a scammer posing as Elon Musk. Dr. Jan McGee was the principal of the school in at the school board meeting Tuesday where she resigned. McGee said she believed the tech billionaire would invest millions of dollars in the school in exchange for $100,000 up front, according to local news station WESH. I put myself in this position and into this mess, and I made a bad decision. McGee said, I am a very smart lady, well-educated, I fell for a scam. Although other school staff warned her the person was a scammer, McGee had talked with the person for at least four months, according to WESH. The school's business manager ultimately stopped the check before it was cleared. McGee did apologize at the meeting, but several school administrators claimed she contributed to creating a toxic work environment saying they'd rather quit than keep working for her, prompting her to resign per the new station. I love this school more than anything else. If it means your administration is going to stay, I'm turning in my resignation. The school and McGee did not immediately respond to Business Insider's request for comment. So, a woman has basically been duped by a scammer, even though she was warned by other people staff members this is a scammer she still went along after talking to this scammer for four months 
and I'm glad the school check did not go through because $100,000 to give up, and that is school money? That is insane. You are playing with dynamite doing that. You are just throwing caution to the wind, and I'm not uh, with that. I'm more on the safe side of things. I want people to be safe. I always say that every episode, and I want people to be cautious of what they're doing, and I just wonder why, after all that time, would you still give $100,000? I mean, yeah, it goes back to emotions. Why am I, why am I asking that question? It goes back to emotions. We're all humans. We all want to give people the benefit of the doubt. We all feel that, hey, this person might be actually telling the truth. Even though people in your camp are telling you, hey, this is a scammer, you still want to go and give people the best benefit of the doubt. So that's what happened here. Again, check did not clear. The money is still in that school's account. It's just insane to me how a scammer can get to someone. So that tells you scamming is still out here. It's still prevalent. It's still uh, rocking in full force. And to anybody out here, do not fall for any scams. Do not fall for anything. As a matter of fact, there was a scam that was going around that it hit up on one of my uh, news topics here. And I'm just going to mention it briefly. For all the apps that you're on, they got to have you like, sign in, like the Netflix and Disney Plus or all that type of stuff. Scammers are starting to put like pop-up ads on that saying that, hey, this uh, you're not signed in or whatever. There's like technical issues and they'll put like a number up there for you to call or a website for you to click. And if you call that number, uh, you're going to be speaking to a scammer. Just let that be known. That's not the real deal. For people that actually do sign up for services, streaming services, always remember the official streaming service will always give you an email on your email. So always do check your emails whenever someone has either signed into your uh, account on a different device. Netflix does it. I know Peacock does it. I know HBO Max does it. Um, I'm not sure how many other places does it, but I know those three definitely do it. Probably other ones do it as well. So always remember, check your email if you are cautious about that. Do not believe the hype. Do not believe things that just pop up. Because again, a lot of those things are just uh, possibility of scammers, okay? I just want to throw that out there. So I'm glad that the $100,000 is still in that school's account. But I just wish that certain people would just err on the side of caution. If people are telling you, hey, this is a scammer, you probably might want to believe your people. So that's what I took away from this. And I hope that other people take away from this not to uh, be so trustworthy. Please don't. Now, before I get into the next topic, I'm going to just play you guys a little snippet of someone covering Kid Cudi's Day and Night. And the reason why I am playing you this snippet, it kind of goes in line with the next topic that I'm about to talk to you guys about. But without further ado, here's the snippet. Day and night. I toss and turn, I keep stressing my mind, mind I look for peace, but see I don't attain What I need for kids, this silly game we play, play. Now look at this Madness the magnet keeps attracting me, me I try to run, but see I'm not that fast I think I'm first, but surely finish last, last Cause day and night, day and night, and the lonely owner seems to free his mind at night. Now, for people that don't know, that was Kanye West covering Kid Cudi's Day and Night. But here's the deal: that wasn't really Kanye West covering 
well, the said song. That was an AI version. Yes, artificial intelligence using Kanye West's vocals to sound like he is doing a cover of K. Cuddy's Day and Night. Now, this is just the beginning of AI being able to manipulate somebody's voice into doing something like this. This is scary. This is beyond scary. Remember, we're at ground level with AI, artificial intelligence right now. And this goes into the next topic that I'm going to talk about here. Because I have an article here, and its title reads, Elon Musk and Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak, among other 1,100 who signed open letter calling for a six-month ban on creating powerful AI. As the article would go on by saying, the letter urges technology companies to immediately cease training any AI systems that would be more powerful than GPT-4 which is the latest large language processing AI developed by San Francisco's company, OpenAI. The letter does not say exactly how the power of a model should be defined, but in recent AI advances, capability has tended to be correlated to an AI's mobile size and the number of specified or specialized computer chips needing to train it. Now, my bare bone brain knowing how to work with technology um i have no idea truly what that means but if you see steve wozniak one guy who helped with the co-founding and creation of apple and elon musk the guy who has tesla who has a car that is well in the beginning stages to have it like being able to drive by itself to get you to a location by itself if these guys are signing a letter to try to make AI stop being so powerful right now. Just a six month ban on creating powerful AI that tells you that they fear AI just like a lot of people should be fearing AI. There's a lot of things out here with artificial intelligence, as has already been reported on news. They went to a company that they talked to in artificial intelligence, well, AI, and the AI was actually able to have a conversation with them. You can look on YouTube. There's a lot of that going down. I mean, there's people out here trying to train people in this way of artificial intelligence and try to help it program it out. I don't see any positives in this. I already talked about this a little bit on the midweek episode. It was like episode two. You can go back in the archives and listen to that to hear how I am afraid of how AI is basically going to harm the world. I have a strong disbelief in AI. I don't believe that we should be messing around with things like this. Again, AI is one step closer to building robots the way that people are building robots right now in some of these uh, technological schools and everywhere else. I just don't, I don't like it. If you got a computer system that has artificial intelligence that could write up a paper for you, Yes, you are doing a college person or a college kid a favor or a high school or middle school a favor who just doesn't want to write a paper up and have a robot write it up. Yeah, sure, fine. You're doing them a favor. But it's always give a person an inch and they can take a mile. It's done with humans. And what makes you think a robot isn't going to do it? Yes, we start them off by doing one little task and then they start gaining more information because guess what? 
Robots don't just stop with one piece of information. They're just like humans. Once they want to know something, guess what? They start digging into more things and they start learning more and more and they become smarter. So again, this is scary. I played you that song just to show you how scary it is. As I said, we're at the foundation. We're at the lowest level of AI right now. Imagine within the next couple of years, if they can already do that to Kanye West's whole voice on a soundtrack. Imagine what they're going to do with anybody else. Hell, I'm afraid for people that's out here just doing regular podcasts. Shoot, they could take my voice, even though I'm not that big of a name out here. Just think about it. They could just take my voice right now, and they could easily fluctuate it here and there and make it sound like I am saying something mad crazy. Hopefully, you guys, the people, know that I'm not that type of person. Well, if you hear something out here, I am more of, hey, ask me a direct message or ask me a direct question, and I will give you a direct answer. That's always been my style. I'll tell you how it is with me. You don't ever have to figure something out or guess about it. No, I'll tell you exactly how I feel about something. So hopefully, if, and I mean if, that time ever comes, where you hear a clip of my voice and you say, oh my God, he's saying that. Uh-uh, just go and message me and I'll be able to tell you if that was me or not. And I can be able to give you some context if that was me instead of somebody just blowing something out of proportion, which everybody does now. But artificial intelligence, manipulating somebody's voice. I don't like it. I just want to play you that clip just to show you and just to be aware that, hey, be careful. This is coming around within the next couple of years. And it's not just going to be with celebrities. It's going to be with actual normal people. Please be careful out there. Now, moving away from AI, I just want to talk about a couple things before I get you guys out of here, because this is over the one hour time limit that I usually have for myself. Uh, a U.S. journalist was taken, captured, technically being put under arrest in Russia, as has come from NBC News. U.S. journalists warned he would be followed before he was detained by a Russian spy agency. The American, Evan Gerkovich, who works for The Wall Street Journal, he went over to Russia because he had to uh, get an assignment done and he was supposed to report on the Wagner mercenary group and speak to a couple employees at the country's largest tank production of facilities in Russia. Um, a Russian reporter would tell NBC News on Friday that he did uh, talk to Gershkovich and he warned him that agents from a spy agency would follow him. But the American knew that this was on par for the course for foreign journalists operating on Russian soil. He said that he understands this is very well. And he had the same kind of chase when he was traveling to Perm, as he's referring to one of the other places that Gurkovich uh, previously reported on his trips to another Russian country. He added that Gurkovich, who was based in the UK, but would travel to Russia for two to three weeks on assignments had sounded pretty sure that they wouldn't touch him because he was an American journalist working on a famous newspaper. His confidence appeared to be misplaced because on Tuesday, he was arrested on suspicions of espionage in the interest of the American government. So there we have it here. The American journalist, he's arrested right now. Uh, you've seen or you've heard from uh, news agencies talking about how Joe Biden is wanting this American uh, journalist to be released I don't see how this is happening again unless we make another trade because right now we got people being kidnapped left and right. And I mean completely left and right. We have people here in Russia being kidnapped. We have a couple that was going to Haiti. They've been kidnapped and now it's been confirmed by 
the State Department in the United States that uh, they are working to try to get this couple out of Haiti because right now uh, they have been demanded $200,000 each person for ransom in Haiti. I don't, mm, I don't like that people are being kidnapped. I don't like it. I don't like the people being kidnapped, being detained. I don't like any of these things. If you're a journalist, I understand it kind of comes with the risk whenever you go over to another country, you're supposed to do a, a article, you're supposed to do an assignment on said situation over there. I get it. Fine. Cool. You're taking the risk. You know what's up. But I don't everything they're wanting to be detained or they want to be arrested for something. But again, we're kind of at a standstill with Russia, as I've said before, and as people know what's going on right now, America and Russia, we're kind of not at the best, uh, we're not in the best speaking terms, so I can see a journalist getting caught up just like this, and now, again, we're going to be in one of these trading spots. Are they going to hand us him back, or do they want somebody returned for that person? Only time will tell with that, but also with an American couple uh, being kidnapped being abducted it doesn't sound right this was reported on march 18th but they just finally on the american side for the government they just actually said yo that actually is true they're in contact with the haitian authorities and they're trying to uh, work with them to get that couple out of haiti i don't like people being kidnapped i don't like it. i don't like people being detained i don't like none of that type of stuff especially when you're in a foreign country you're not uh familiar with said country you're not really familiar with their rules and you got to be cautious out there because you don't know what could happen to you. Just like right here. Being kidnapped, I don't understand why. Well, I probably do understand why people in Haiti probably are not in the best uh, positions over there. So the people that probably kidnapped them probably weren't in the best positions. And they're trying to get money. $200,000 each. And it's just a regular couple. I don't think they're going to get that. I don't think America is going to give those to the kidnappers, the gang that kidnapped this couple. If anything, I just see probably America just going over there, busted open, grab them, and just doing what they got to do. So hopefully this couple comes back to America safe and sound, and hopefully this journalist, uh, Evan Gurkoski, he comes back to America safe and sound as well. Also, a couple of things to note. Oscar Pistorius, the guy who was uh, the Olympian who killed his girlfriend in his home in South Africa, he was denied parole on Friday according to local authorities who said he has yet to complete his minimum sentence according to South African law, inmates can be considered for parole after serving half of their sentence if they meet conditions like good behavior in prison. Uh, Pistorius, however, he was originally sentenced to 13 years and five months imprisonment, and a spokesperson for the South African Correction Services told CNN that Pistorius' submission for parole was not granted because he was not yet eligible, an issue clarified by the country's top appeals court earlier this year. He's actually able to be granted parole on August 2024, not this year, 2023. Somebody got it mixed up or somebody in Pistorius, uh, probably his lawyer thought that he was up for parole or tried to get him for parole. That didn't happen. So Oscar Pistorius, he's denied parole. He's up for parole next year in August. So he has to continue to sit down and just wait until his uh, parole is timed. That's all he can do at this moment. Now to the final thing I want to give an update for, Andrew Tate, he is out of Romanian jail and he's on house arrest. He won his fourth uh, appeal. He was denied his appeal three times and now he's under house arrest, him and his brother on uh, house arrest. They've been jailed since late December on suspicions of organized crime and human trafficking and under Romanian law, they could be held 
for 180 days without a charge. So they've been granted house arrest until April the 29th, where a final ruling prosecutors cannot change. So that's what we have here on Andrew Tate and his brother and all his other uh, people. So right now, I don't understand why. And again, I don't know Romanian law, so I'm not going to try to even go deeper into that. I'm not because I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the uh, care for to really dig into that type of information like that, to be completely honest with you. But you're able to be detained for 180 days straight up without a charge in Romanian law. Yo, that's wild to me. That's dude. Do you not understand? That is basically half of a year, 180 days. That's wild. But Andrew Tate and his brother and his uh people are out there under house arrest. I don't know what's going to happen. We're going to have to wait and see and uh, see what goes down with him. Is he guilty, not guilty? What type of evidence that the prosecution has? What type of evidence that Andrew Tate's uh, lawyers have to say that he's not, uh, he'd never partake and he never has done any of these accusations that are uh, being charged with him. So again, we have to uh, wait and see about that. But those are the updates I wanted just to keep you guys informed of. Now, with all that completely being said and being done, it's time for me to get you guys out of here. I want to thank Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbeam, Audible, uh, all the other podcast sites that have me on there. Because again, without them, I wouldn't be able to get these podcasts out there to you, the listeners. So I want to thank these podcast stations. And I also want to thank you guys, the listeners, who download the episodes every single week. Uh, I do check the statistics. I'm able to see from what country, what state, all the other type of stuff who's downloading. So I do appreciate every single one of you. I completely mean that from the bottom of my heart because again without you guys i'm just a guy speaking to a mic that's yelling into a void of emptiness and i'm glad that at least somebody's listening so thank you from the bottom of my heart thank you uh so much uh always remember i love you 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 all i thank you trust me that's not a gimmick i gotta say that every single week because i am a real real uh gracious style man i'm really really humbled man just saying humbled is real real weird to even admit that you know i'm humbled it doesn't make it sound like you're not but trust me i appreciate all the uh i appreciate everything that i've had in life i appreciate everybody and i try to do my best to um just be the person that i am try to be the best person i can be for not just myself but my family and everybody out here on this planet so that's why i'm able to say that humble word so please do not take that as me just being fake trust me i mean everything what i'm saying here um remember that you will be getting a wrestling highlights of the week episode or you have gotten that already saturdays was posted but you will be getting a wrestlemania and a stand and deliver review tomorrow on monday so uh that's coming up tomorrow and you also are going to be getting a midweek breakdown on wednesday that's up there um, if you want to listen to all the other episodes that I have in my back catalog, it's up there in the archives. Just scroll back on whatever uh, listening device or whatever uh, podcast app that you're on. Just go back to those episodes if you want to listen to some past episodes, some past news topics that I've talked about before. But with that all being said, I want to thank you guys. I love you guys. I hope you guys have a great Sunday. Please be careful out there. Please be safe. Uh, say a prayer for yourself, say a prayer for your neighbor, say a prayer for everybody on this planet, because again, these are dark, twisted, crazy times, and I want everyone just to be okay and be safe, and uh, yeah, I don't think there's no more 
things for me to say. So with that, this has been my Two Cents Podcast, hosted by G2. He is I and I am him. I love you all. I thank you. This isn't goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again. And I will speak to you guys uh, when you hear from me again. So with that being said, Kanye, can you please take these people home? I'm tired. You tired. Uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.